We are back with another edition of What's Next Longevity Deal Talk. We appreciate you spending time with us. In this episode, a focus on femtech. We'll have the winner of the fast pitch competition from the Fem Aging Project and Koretsu Forum, SoCal. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Mary Furlong. Hi, Mary. Hi, Fred. You know, I'm a passionate advocate of women entrepreneurs, so this is going to be an exciting session for us. It will. And this episode is made possible by the Age Tech Collaborative from AARP. Consumers over 50 contribute $8.3 trillion every year to the U.S. economy. This contribution is projected to grow to $13 trillion by 2030, when the first millennials begin to turn 50. At AARP, we know that generating big new ideas and launching thriving products into this growing economy requires a concerted effort to work together. This is why we're launching the Age Tech Collaborative. Standing at the intersection of technology and longevity, the Age Tech Collaborative is a community designed to bring together the leading minds in age tech, including disruptive startups, forward-thinking investors, enlightened industry leaders, and creative test beds to tackle the most important issues facing us all. The Age Tech Collaborative will help you discover innovative age tech solutions, connect with the age tech community, and grow your impact as a leader in the age tech industry. Apply today to join our growing community committed to creating solutions that help people choose how they live as they age. You'll be in great company when you join. Mary, joining us for this Fem Aging Project episode is Sasha Spellman, Startup Collaboration Director at the Age Tech Collaborative from AARP. Hi, Sasha. Hi, Mary. Hi, Fred. Thank you for having me today. Also, co-founder and managing partner at Magnify Ventures, Julie Rabluski. Hi, Julie. Hi, thank you for having me. And we will also be speaking with Lainey Young, founder of Hydro Gummy, which won this month's Fem Aging Project Fast Pitch Competition, which includes a $10,000 check. Hi, Lainey. Hi, thank you. And hello to Fred, Mary, Sasha, and Julie. It's a pleasure to be here. And Lainey, we can't wait to hear your story. But let's first learn about the size of the femtech market. So Sasha, tell us what the Fem Aging Project is and the importance of femtech today. You've been a pioneer in defining this market. Sure, yeah. So um, first I wanted to touch on why we host pitch competitions like we did this past Thursday. Um, within the collaborative, we run a number of these events, pitches and challenges throughout the year that are acting as our initial sourcing and discovery of the best and the brightest startups in the age tech space. Um, startups that are selected to pitch become eligible for a number of potential benefits with us, including inclusion in our accelerator program that we run four times per year. 
and the potential to join the Age Tech Collaborative Ecosystem platform that I'll talk a little bit more about later. Um, so there's a lot of benefits in becoming selected for one of these pitch competitions. And as Fred mentioned, we hosted last Thursday's competition alongside the Women's Health Initiative called Fem Aging and their investor network called uh, Kritsu Forum SoCal. And the goal of the pitch was to spotlight technology that's going to support the health of older women. And um, our challenge statement was to envision a world where women's health is prioritized and femtech is respected for the opportunity to disrupt taboos related to changes in a woman's body um, that they experience as we all age. Um, so we saw a number of startups pitch and help kind of answer that question of how can we better support older women uh, with emerging technology in a number of areas. And each company had five minutes to pitch uh, to a panel of five judges and opened it up for questions and then finally selected a winner who we have here today. Um, and, and the reason why Femtech is so important to the Age Tech Collaborative is you know, we understand that women are facing major challenges in being able to live with independence and dignity as they age. And women are living longer lives. They have higher rates of disability and chronic health pro problems. Um, we have lower incomes typically than men on average and we'll need long-term care services without the resources necessarily to pay for them. And women are also the primary providers for long-term care um, and typically are those unpaid informal caregivers. So um, just super important for to focus on solving for issues that women may be facing. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention is that women are very tech savvy. Uh, we rely on mobile phones. We use voice enabled devices and wearable technologies. Um, there's just this huge opportunity for solutions to enter the marketplace and meet their unique needs. Um, and during the event on Thursday, I was listening to the keynote speaker, Carolee Lee, who mentioned a number of statistics that I thought were really interesting. Uh, she said, mentioned that um, women are 50% of the workforce. They hold crucial, crucial purchasing power and uh, influence by driving 80% of the spending power and uh, make 90% of household healthcare decisions. And despite these compelling numbers, entrepreneurs are continuing to face challenges when trying to solve for this area, especially in a market that can be underfunded and overlooked. So with all of that, uh, we have a keen interest in finding disruptive solutions in the femtech space. And that's why we had our pitch like we did last Thursday. That was very well said and uh, really an important market to take a look at because women typically don't put their own self-care as a high priority as well. And that um, they make purchasing decisions for their children, their parents, many generations. So Julie, you're interested in this market as well. Tell us what compels you about the space. Yeah, so thank you again for having me. Just maybe first of all, by way of introduction, um, I'm the managing partner of Magnify Ventures. We invest in technology companies companies that uh, serve families and older adults. So um, aging related and longevity related technology is a big part of the focus for 
our firm and we um, are a relatively new firm. So we're just getting started in this space and beginning to make investments. Um, I think, you know, when we step back and look at the opportunities related to serving older adults, they're really just endless um, and really cutting across every area of technology and every industry from healthcare to consumer technology um, to entertainment and community. Um, and I think uh, the area of uh, healthcare um, for older adults and, and femtech more broadly for older adults is really still emerging. I think we are just beginning to be at a point where femtech is shifting from being largely focused on reproductive health um, and uh, uh, fertility, for example, to really thinking about what are the other kind of technologies and solutions that we can um, use to serve the large and growing market of um, older women uh, and diverse market, I should say, as well. Uh, one area we're really interested in is um, healthcare and uh, longevity for women in midlife, uh, menopause being part of that. Uh, we have a huge need um, in this country and really around the world to develop technology um, and uh, healthcare solutions that help women um, in perimenopause and menopause. And so that's one area in particular. But hard to answer that question, um, Mary, because there's so many opportunities, I think, across aging tech and them tech broadly that we're interested in. Yes, there are so many uh, startups and ideas. I don't know if there are any other key areas that you see companies uh, getting into just yet, or does the menopause area cover pretty much what you're seeing for the, for the most part? Oh, no, that's just one example. I think one area that we are especially interested in for women in particular, but also for the older adult population is uh, community and social engagement. I think, you know, as people are living longer um, and really having many phases of their lives, you know, there is no such thing as, you know, one period of retirement anymore. We're seeing people use technology to remain engaged in their communities, um, to find, you know, outlets to stay active socially engaged. So that's another area um, that we're interested in, um, both in, a, in a, a, a virtual context, but also solutions that are helping people find anything from, you know, friends to partners to community um, older in their, in their, um, in their later lives. And that's something that uh, we're in particular interested in um, around uh, femtech and, and women's social engagement. Yes, one of my former employees started a company called Patients Like Me. And um, tomorrow I'm about to meet my bridge group. I've been playing bridge, not, not great bridge on my part, but with a group um, and they're in Chicago. And so I'm going to Chicago and I'm going to see them in person. So whether it's these communities that are solving problems or support systems to each other or just avocation, we're seeing deal flow in that engagement space. And, you know, moms get in there and they solve problems together, right? Julie? Absolutely. And bridge groups are a great example. I think we're going to see the, the, uh, virtual version of those. We're investors in a company called Element 3, uh, which helps older adults um, uh, find and engage with activity clubs, whether that's hiking, biking, knitting. Um, so I think we're going to get to the to the next wave of bridge groups in the next couple of years. And, and those are going to look very different, I think, in a, in a digital context. So I'm uh, really excited about that space. Sasha, any thoughts uh, from you about the, some of these key areas? I mean, you've mentioned some as well. 
Yeah, I just want to jump in on um, the social connection piece because there's actually a company that we just worked with in our accelerator uh, this past quarter called Revel, which I believe was an introduction from Julie um, before we to do the pitch competition and then get, get them in our accelerator. Um, and they are a membership-based social platform for women in their midlife. And it allows, um, there's member-led events that they host throughout the year and allows members to engage virtual and in-person. Um, there's online discussion groups to build that community aspect. Um, so just showing kind of some of the power of the collaborative is, is trying to find those solutions and helping them kind of scale and get the help that they need. Um, mental health is one area that I'm super interested in, in, you know, an issue to really pay attention to specifically for women. Um, there was a recent AARP study that uh, two out of three women age 15 older feel regularly discriminated against. Um, and those experiences have a, an effect on their mental health and their overall longevity. So there's a number of companies in our portfolio that we've worked with in that space. Um, one is a company called Light Sprite that has, um, it's a gamification app. It's a video game essentially that helps tackle um, and manage stress uh, if you're experiencing depression or anxiety or substance abuse. Um, and they have um, uh, a number of challenges and mini games that deliver data-driven insights to their clinicians to help overcome some of those issues. And then just one other area I wanted to mention is um, incontinence is one that, that we focused on. So we have a company called Attention Grace that um, uh, the founders watched their 85 year old uh, mother struggle uh, to manage her incontinence with um, kind of unevolved products. And so they created some modern solutions to help protect against ladder leaks, including high performance liners and pads and briefs. Um, so that's just another area that, that we're interested in exploring. And that's a big area. I once spoke to the number two person in a group purchasing um, area of senior housing and I asked, what did they purchase? And he said, chicken was one and incontinence is two. And so, you know, you look at five, use of five products a day, that's a big market. And all these markets are global because every dissidence of aging is a market opportunity. So it's not just women in the US, it's women globally that you can reach with these solutions. But it sounds like it's time to turn to our winner, which is always exciting. So Lainey, congratulations and tell us about Hydrogummy. What is it and how did, you, how did it come about? And I see a photo of you with your grandmother on your website. Absolutely, and, and thank you again for having me here with you. Hydrogummy is inspired by my grandma's health, my experience, and the potential impact to help so many individuals and families. When my grandma was feeling unwell one day, I asked her to the ER. My family and I were terrified for the worst. Turns out she was severely dehydrated. This experience led me to see the stark difference between poor hydration and proper hydration. I looked further into the problem and found that getting and staying hydrated is an increasingly challenging and critical problem as we age. 48% of adults ages 65 plus who are hospitalized with a principal diagnosis of dehydration die within a year. That's half of them dying. Yet dehydration is completely preventable. Reasons older adults are dehydrated include finding water unappealing, having a weakened thirst mechanism, swallowing issues, and intentionally minimizing water intake to avoid trips to the restroom, as you previously mentioned, urinary incontinence. Poor hydration can cause a lot of problems and stop us from feeling our best. 
Symptoms of dehydration include brain fog, fatigue, headache, and mood changes. Prioritizing self-care and our health, especially for women, often falls to the wayside as we get busier. We're often juggling a lot and all at the same time. Whether it's balancing family, caregiving for our loved ones, managing life's challenges, and climbing the career ladder. Dehydration is preventable and shouldn't stop us from feeling our best or cause us to worry about our loved ones. I realized there is a need and a, for a more convenient and enticing way to hydrate than just sipping water. You tell us more about your background, Lainey, and, and how you are planning to bring this to market. What in your background gave you the impetus to, to do this? Absolutely. So my career background is pretty unique and diverse, scanning industries across the world. I've worked for the Ritz-Carlton, for the U.S. government overseas, financial services in Asia and New York philanthropy at a community foundation, finally entrepreneurship. While each role in industry has been different, there's an underlying theme through it all, which is my passion to help others reach their goals, also being of service. Beyond the career roles, I'm also a caregiver to my grandma and have lived with her most of my life. I've seen her transition through her golden years, which has taught me a lot about aging and caregiving. Well, that's a perfect lead into us learning more about the AgeTech Collaborative and the important work that you're doing, Sasha. Um, what should everyone know about the collaborative and how it's, it's relatively new, but it's growing fast, correct? Correct, yeah, it's new. We, we just launched, we, we were building the collaborative all last year. We launched um, over the, the winter and have finally started implementing um, a number of initiatives to bring the ecosystem together. One of them is you see here today, we have one of our pitch competition winners, Lainey. We have Julie is one of our investors in the collaborative. Um, and the goal is to have conversations like we're having today. Um, and, and so just for anyone who's listening, what is the collaborative? Um, it's essentially a B2B platform that's designed, again, to bring the different players of the age tech ecosystem all in one place. So from startups to large enterprises. Um, so we all can support one another um, with the goal of delivering really innovative solutions and products that are going to help answer the needs of older adults and then deliver on AARP's mission of empowering people to choose how they live as they age. Um, and, and why is AARP interested in creating something like the collaborative? Um, our goal is to just really help bring out better, more modern age tech products into the marketplace so that, again, older adults can age with more independence and on their own terms. Um, so again, we have, we have the pitch competitions that I talked about. We have an accelerator program uh, four times a year that helps startups uh, tackle their uh, obstacles that they're looking to, to come over, um, refine their solution. Um, and then we have the Age Tech Collaborative platform, which brings everyone together. Um, and what, what can you do in the collaborative? Um, it depends on your role within the ecosystem. Um, for startups, they have the opportunity for piloting and testing engagements. They have access to investors for just general guidance on, on their solution or potential access to funding and capital, which we all know startups need. Um, and you also can get key contacts and introductions to enterprises that are interested in this emerging space. Um, for those that are on the opposite end, if you're an investor or you're a corporation, you would be able to have access to new companies that are graduating out of the accelerator program 
by attending our demo days that we host throughout the year. Uh, we have other educational workshops and events. Uh, we, we just started hosting roundtables on specific topics in aging to bring different verticals together. So we just did our first FinTech roundtable uh, a month ago. Um, and then there's also curated research that we pull internally at AARP uh, in a knowledge base that everyone can access and a age tech blog, which is highlighting our founders, the latest trends and happenings in the age tech space. So I'll do my little plug for anyone that's interested in learning more about the collaborative. You can visit agetechcollaborative.org and there's an apply today page and we can uh, have a chat with you. And we've been, uh part of it from the very beginning. So we're very excited to spread the word. Um, and Julie, you have a deep background here as an investor. Um, you previously worked with Pivotal Ventures, the investment and incubation a company created by Melinda French Gates. And of course, both of us have great regard for Melinda and the impact that she's had too. So talk a little bit about your philosophy in investing. Yeah, um, I when I was launching and leading the venture capital strategy at Pivotal Ventures, one of the things that we were doing was building an investment strategy around caregiving innovation in American family homes, and that included a focus on caregiving and support for older adults. And I was seeing just such incredible early stage technology companies across the space. Um, and it was part of the inspiration to build a firm um, that focused uh, in part on caregiving. We, we touched a lot of different areas, um, but really uh, expanded from there to look across aging tech more broadly. So that's really how it started. Pivotal does a lot of great work related to um, technology innovation in aging tech uh, with the Techstars Longevity Accelerator and a number of other partners as well. Um, uh, at the firm at Magnify, we focus mostly on investing in um, seed stage companies with a really broad lens across the aging tech space. So some of the areas that I'm really focused a lot on right now, including include um, healthcare for older adults. So how to leverage technology in a value-based care system to reduce cost of care and improve health outcomes for the older adult population. But I'm also um, increasingly interested kind of in broad consumer solutions. There's so much um, growing spending power um, in particular um, in uh, the hands of women, which Sasha uh, uh, mentioned. So we're looking broadly at everything from um, new software solutions to uh, technology um, uh, in the consumer space as well. So um, pretty broad lens for aging. And my personal story, yes, I, I worked as a as a professional caregiver, in addition to working on an ambulance, I was actually a, a certified nursing assistant in uh, memory care units and long-term care facilities for about 10 years. So I had very direct exposure to the need and the potential to leverage technology to better serve um, older adults, especially in the latest years of life. You know, I also read that uh, you're a helicopter certified EMT, Julie, and uh, know about caregiving firsthand. And I guess all of this gives you a different kind of perspective or affects your perspective. 
Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, lived experience is incredibly powerful across anything you do. Um, and, you know, uh, there's so many experiences, both from my time as an EMT, but also working in long-term care facilities that I think about all the time as an investor. You know, when we people talk about the, the shortage of um, uh, workers in nursing facilities, I can think back to times when I was working a double shift and on a short staff trying to provide quality of care um, and, and support, um, let alone joy and happiness to older adults, you know, so I think about that in my day to day work, and it certainly shapes my motivation and how I look at companies across the space. Terrific. And, and Lainey, let me turn back to you for a minute. We talked about you winning and, and your background. But we need to learn a little bit more about hydro gummy and, and, and the benefits. Tell us about it. Oh, yes, thank you. I reimagined hydration and created hydro gummy. Hydrogummy is an alternative way to supplement water intake through delicious and convenient bite-sized pieces for those who want to improve hydration and feel and perform at their best. Our proprietary formula and core innovation forms water into a chewable solid format. It's made of 90% water, soft in texture for easier consumption, and enhanced with electrolytes. It's tasty, healthy, low in calories, and packed with hydration. By appealing to consumer senses and removing barriers to hydration, Hydrogummy encourages sustainable hydration habits. Hydration is an investment in your health and well-being to sustain through your quality of life throughout the life journey. So I taught women in leadership at Santa Clara this weekend, and I had a wonderful investor, Anu Shukla, teaching with me. And she was pointing to e-commerce and AI in the future. And I was so inspired by her story and her success. And what I see inspiring me this morning are these women leaders coming together and working together and sharing the deal flow and the research and the go-to-market strategy. And I think it's going to make a big difference in the lives of older adults and younger women all around the world. So uh, go team, this is a great way to, to uh, start the week. And uh, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for the work you're doing. I hope to collaborate with all of you in the future. Yeah, I just wanted to say, Mary, thank you for your leadership and work in this space. I think there are many people whose eyes are beginning to be open to the opportunity to invest in innovation that serves older adults. So a lot of people are kind of new to this space. And I think you've been uh, really curating community, supporting innovators, entrepreneurs, and investors around um, aging tech uh, and femtech um, for a long time. So thank you for your work as well. Yes. Just want to echo Julie's uh, sentiments. Thank you, Mary, for the platform to bring all of us together here today. And we've touched on community a few times uh, during our conversation. I think, again, you're a leader in, in, in bringing the key folks together. So thanks so much for the great conversation today. And I'm hoping I can bring you all together in person. And of course, there are men that support our work. We have to give a shout out to all the men at the collaborative and all the other investors who have supported women. And I want to shout out to my podcast co-host, Fred Fishkin, who said, let's bring this idea to life. So Fred, over to you. Well, thanks, Mary. You know, there's also a little bit of news to talk about, uh, a very big deal involving one medical Yes, um, one medical who we hosted at the Yacht Club in the early days was acquired by Amazon for nearly $4 billion. This is another step by Amazon into healthcare. So thoughts about that? 
Well, it's obviously going to have a, a big impact. A lot of people are going to be looking at it. Uh, their senior VP for health service, Neil Lindsay, said in a statement that healthcare is high on the list of experiences that need reinvention. So, and that's at, at Amazon. So there's, there's much more to come, it sounds like. Yeah, I was just going to agree with you uh, in that comment that you just referenced, Fred. I think there is starting to be and will continue to be in the weeks and months to come a very active dialogue around data and privacy issues related to this acquisition. And I think that's a very needed and health healthy uh, area of discourse. But as a technology and investor myself, and as a big believer in the power of data and technology to improve lives and systems, I see this uh, as a also a potential, you know, huge opportunity to really figure out how we use data to better provide healthcare to people in this country. So um, I'm quite excited to see uh, what Amazon does next and how um, this investment, uh, you know, might help to improve uh, healthcare, which I think many of us feel, um, you know, needs needs innovation and, and needs new investment in this country, certainly. Yeah, just to, to tag on to that, I think it'll be interesting to see what sort of implications it has in terms of the future of primary care and overall how we provide healthcare delivery um, and health equity. It's, it's just going to be interesting to watch and see what opportunities are in the age tech space specifically. Um, seems like Amazon is involved in everything these days. So um, it's, it's just exciting to, to see what might happen there. You know, I recall when there were tech companies in San Francisco, the people actually went to work in, in the office. And one of the concerns was that people would go to work sick and then it, it would be contagious with other people. So the, the tech companies would contract with one medical instead. So then the sick person would go to one medical and then get better. But also one medical is in many different cities. And now we have no companies with nomad policies where you can work from anywhere. And having that one medical solution seems like a good idea. So they really are both kind of on the cutting edge of innovation. But as Julie says, there are real issues about privacy. But for Lainey, I guess one medical and uh, Amazon and Whole Foods could be a distribution channel, right? I hope so. Fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> yes. Um, well, more things to think about in the future. And uh, we should point out the CEO at One Medical is planning to stay with the company. And he's saying the plan is to innovate and expand. That's going to do it for this edition of What's Next Longevity Deal Talk. Thank you for watching or listening. Remember, you can find all of our podcasts and What's Next Living Longer, Better, Smarter at maryfurlong.com slash podcasts.